0: Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532.
1: This is Mike Baker, host of the President's Daily Brief podcast, filling in for Bill O'Reilly. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update, Here's what's happening around the world. Argentina ditches its peso for the US dollar. Italy moves on the mafia. China backs Palestine. And, it seems, a record number of Americans fear for their lives. Also ahead, my message of the day. But first, Argentina's president-elect, Javier Mile, is moving forward with his plan to ditch the country's domestic peso for the US dollar. The anti-socialist outsider believes that pegging his currency to the United States will reduce inflation rates that have spiked to 140%. Other countries that have adopted the dollar to stabilize the economy include Ecuador, El Salvador, Panama and, informally, Venezuela. Now Mile has also promised to cut a variety of government agencies and to realign Argentina's trade focus, moving away from China and Brazil and focusing on the U.S. One of the biggest mafia trials in Italian history ended this week. In total, 200 defendants were sentenced to more than 2,000 years in prison for murder, extortion, fraud, drug trafficking, and money laundering. Now, The crime syndicate of 150 families in southern Italy controls vast sections of Europe's illegal narcotics trade. China is quietly increasing its support for the Palestinian cause. The communists in Beijing hosted top diplomats from Arab and Muslim-majority countries, Chinese President Xi Jinping urging Israel to end the blockade and cease its policy of, quote, collective punishment against the people of Gaza. There's no word on whether the visiting Muslim diplomats asked Xi about his ongoing repression of the Muslim-majority Uyghur population. I suppose that wouldn't be very diplomatic. A new survey from Gallup finds anxiety over violent crime is at a record high. 28% of adults frequently worry that they'll be murdered. 37% believe that they'll be mugged. 32% fear being attacked while driving. 4 in 10 Americans, that's the largest number in 30 years, are afraid to walk alone at night. And one third say the potential for violence keeps them from attending events like concerts and sports games. Now that is some serious anxiety. This is Mike Baker filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Now you can find me and the President's Daily Brief each morning and afternoon, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The message of the day is up next.
2: Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
1: This is Mike Baker, host of the President's Daily Brief Podcast. And it's time now for the O'Reilly Update Message of the Day. Now, last week, we saw a 2002 letter from Osama bin Laden Justifying the September 11th attacks against Americans go viral on the social media platform TikTok. Just to give you some brief background, Bin Laden's letter criticized U.S. support for Israel, accused Americans of financing oppression of Palestinians and others, and contained numerous anti-Semitic comments. Essentially, it was a typical screed from the extremist world. Bin Laden's point was, hey, it's the West's fault that me and my colleagues are psycho killers. It's worth mentioning also that Bin Laden was responsible for countless Muslim deaths. Anyway, as someone who isn't a young American, I confess to having spent a total of zero minutes in my life perusing TikTok videos. I've never done a TikTok dance, I've never done a TikTok challenge, and I've frankly never wondered what TikTok influencers are up to. But learning that Bin Laden's sophomoric letter from 21 years ago had somehow gone viral on the Chinese-owned social media platform, well, that made me sit down and watch some of the young folks talk on TikTok about their reactions to the letter. Now, the first thing I learned from my TikTok exploration was that most of the young people talking about the letter were really into performative art. I mean, their videos were theatrical, rehearsed. It was like watching audition tapes a casting call for impressionable, angst-ridden, emo youth. The second thing that I took away from this bizarre development was that a number of the young folk seemed either enamored or oddly susceptible to the idea that, yes, it is America's fault. Some took to the platform to say how the letter had opened their eyes or had made them rethink everything they thought they knew about America and the war on terror. Now, for anyone old enough to viscerally remember 9-11. Hearing these young people, most either not born at the time or mere babies, appear to give bin Laden any leeway or credibility was shocking. And actually, the word shocking isn't strong enough. If you could combine the words shocked, disgusted, depressed, and saddened into one word, yeah, that would be the feeling that I'm going for. Now, I confess that my initial thought while watching the videos was that the young people involved were uninformed, incurious, and simply out for clicks and as many likes on the platform as possible. And that all may well be true. But my next thought was, these are our kids. Their apparent lack of understanding, their lack of or, or misplaced empathy, their inability to discern between good and evil, that's our fault. We've created this environment, we've parented, or, well, haven't parented, young people who can read a moronic letter from someone responsible for the deaths of thousands of Americans, Muslims, and others, and think to themselves, wow, that cat really opened my eyes. No wonder he killed all those people. It's a failure of our education system, a failure of parenting, and a failure of a political system where both parties relentlessly criticize each other, the government, and our institutions and where progressives and liberals spend their time telling Americans constantly that we're evil, racist, responsible for a variety of ills in the world. Our kids grow up in this divisive environment. We shouldn't be surprised when they start parroting back what they've been told for years. I'm Mike Baker, host of the President's Daily Brief podcast. Coming up next, something you might not know.
0: Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 60 years ago today, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. His murder was another tragedy to befall one of the most influential families in American history. Here is the story of the Kennedy clan. The patriarch Patrick Kennedy emigrated from Ireland to Boston in the mid 19th century. Within three generations, his dynasty dominated New England business, real estate, and politics. On November 22nd, 1963, Lee Harvey Oswald shot and killed JFK in Dallas. Younger brother Robert Kennedy was gunned down five years later in Los Angeles. The murders are now part of the infamous Kennedy Curse. Since World War II, at least 30 members of that family, have suffered premature deaths. The grim list includes two assassinations, five air crashes, six drug overdoses, four suicides, four car wrecks, and two died while skiing. In April 2020, Robert Kennedy's granddaughter and her eight-year-old son disappeared while sailing in the Chesapeake Bay said Senator Ted Kennedy before dying from brain cancer, quote, I often wonder if some terrible curse does not hang over this family. Today, the Kennedys are the closest thing to royalty in politics. Catherine Schwarzenegger, the daughter of Arnold and JFK's niece Maria Shriver, well, she's married to actor Chris Pratt. Robert Kennedy III is an executive in the entertainment industry. Joe Kennedy III is the U.S. Special Envoy to Northern Ireland. Conor Kennedy was famous for briefly dating Taylor Swift. JFK's daughter, Caroline, serves as the U.S. ambassador to Australia. RFK Jr. announced his third-party run for the White House this past October. And here's something else you might not know. The Kennedys remain one of the powerful families in America. They currently operate 25 charities, and Forbes estimates the family worth at $1.5 billion. Back after this. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or AHS.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer.
1: I'm Mike Baker host of the President's Daily Brief podcast. Thanks to Bill O'Reilly for allowing me to fill in for him today.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis.